Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Let's pray together and get right into it as our custom is. Bow your heads, please. Father in heaven, we are privileged again to call you God, to be called into your service, to be saved, to be spirit-filled, to be led by your spirit and have a hunger for your word. Anoint the preacher, the teacher, the prophet. Anoint the ears of the hearers, the hearts to receive so you can get the precious fruit and be glorified thereby in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, God bless you. Get your Bible or your electronic device and stand with me as we look at Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, in verses 29 and 30. Matthew 5, 29 and 30. And uh, I guess we can go ahead and just put the video wall up now. This is part three of Hell is Real. Hell is real. Matthew 5, 29 and 30. Jesus speaking. Ready, go. So if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose a part of your body than to have all of it thrown in hell. Verse 30. And if your right eye leads you to sin, cut it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose a part of your body than to have all of it go into hell. All right, you may be seated. We're going to go right into it. We've already prayed. We're talking about hell. Hell is real. Say that with me. Hell is real. It's a real place. It's a real place. So Jesus here says, if our eyes or our hands, which again are parts of our body, if they cause us to sin, he says to get rid of them. Now, let me help somebody real quick. Jesus is not recommending that we disfigure ourselves, okay? Because you can cut your hand off and not go to heaven. You can pull your eye out and still not go to heaven. Jesus is talking about that that causes us to act in sinful ways. The eyes speak of desire, speak of desire, sin, lust. Eyes, things that we desire, cause us to reach for them. So Jesus is really talking about us disciplining our bodies. Write that down. Jesus is talking about disciplining our bodies, watching what we look at that determines or feeds our desires and passions so we don't reach for things that we shouldn't touch. This is what Jesus is saying, discipline. So discipline our bodies. Disciplining our bodies will help prevent us from going to hell. It's people that can't control or won't control themselves that get into the most trouble and find themselves doing the most sinful and harmful things. So Jesus, again, is not recommending we disfigure ourselves by pulling out our eyeballs or cutting off our hands or feet. No, he's talking about discipline, discipline. In Matthew 10, 28, Jesus speaking again, he says, fear not, do not be afraid of those that can kill the body. This is very, very important, especially in the last days, especially in these last days. Jesus says, don't be afraid of those who can kill the body and not the soul. <clears throat> don't be afraid 
of any entity, person, nation, demon, devil that can kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. But Jesus says, be afraid of the one that is able to destroy both the body and the soul in where? Hell. Because hell is a real place. So we don't want to go to hell. Let me just, and this sounds so elementary, but let me say it just a matter of factly. No one should want to go to hell. Even Satan worshipers, let me help you. You don't want to go to hell. What is hell? Hell is the valley of the dead that is full of dead bodies and dead souls of unregenerated, rebellious people. It is the home or the final resting place of the wicked. It is a valley. It is a valley full of dead people's bodies and dead souls. Now, notice the scripture says that bodies and souls go to hell. Bodies and souls go to hell. That means we will feel hell's pain in our bodies. We will still have a body. Now think about that. You're going, not, not, I'm not going to say you because you ain't going to hell. <laughs> I'm preaching you out of hell right now. Come on, somebody. You ain't going to hell. If you ain't heard nothing else I said in 25 years, you ain't going to hell because of that. So, since people's wicked folks' bodies will be in hell, they will feel the pain of being in hell. They will feel the fires of hell. I'm going to make this very, very graphic for you tonight, just so you know. In fact, let me say this. I remember years and years ago, we went to, and I'm not plugging this, but this is just an example. We went to Disney World, and we went to one of these uh, attractions where when you get in it, you sit in a chair, and the chair will vibrate. It'll spray water on you, and it'll make you feel, while you're looking at the screen, it'll make you feel like you're experiencing everything you're seeing. And it's, it's very effective, but it costs a lot of money. Um, so we didn't rig your seats up like that tonight. We, but, but we're going to get as close as we can tonight. So just, just get ready. Just get ready because hell is a real place. And our body, no, no, no. People's bodies, people's bodies, I always like to include myself in the message, but this is one I can't include myself in this message. So people's bodies, wicked folks, unregenerated sinners, sinners and rebellious people will feel the pain of the fires of hell in their bodies, which means their bodies will never burn up. Think about being on fire and knowing you're going to stay on fire and your body will never burn up forever. So the body experiences the environment that it's in and the mind <laughs> experiences the emotions that the body feels. So, so while a person's body, while wicked folks' bodies are burning, 
their soul, their mind, their will, and their emotion. They're going to be thinking, I'm on fire, and I'm going to stay on fire. They're going to freak out emotionally because I'm never going to stop burning. And then think about this. The mind of that wicked person is going to be, I did everything to get me here. I'm here because of me. I'm here because I did this. And you're going to relive everything you did to get you in hell. That's why you're going to be tormented. Think about how mad folks will be at themselves because they're in that condition and in that position. Their body burning forever. Their minds freaking out with the constant thought of I'm going to be here and in pain. There's no doctor. There's no nurses. There's no Band-Aids. There's not even any whiskey you can drink because it'll burn up anyway to ease the pain. Hmm. Hell will create such an emotional deluge of thoughts and feelings that I'm imagining people going insane and then coming back sane and then going insane and coming back sane, being tormented by the thoughts and memories of every wicked thing you did. Can you imagine somebody remembering every time they heard the gospel and they didn't get saved? Every time there was an altar call, they rejected. That's torment because hell's fires never go out. Put clip one up, please. Hell's fires never go out and they never lose their intensity. Look at these people. This is horrible. You don't want to go to hell. What, what in hell could you possibly want? Mark 9, 43, and Jesus speaking, and if thy hands offend thee, Cut them off. It's better for you to enter into life maimed than to have two hands go into hell, into fire that shall never be quenched. They're falling into fire that will never go out and never change temperature. You know, you know, back in the day when they, people used to use matches, you know, in order to, you know, when you're done with it, you blow it out. You can't blow this out. You, you can't blow the fire of hell out. Your finger off. You can't blow it out. This is, this is hell. Hell's fires never go out and they never lose their intensity. Isaiah 66, 24. Watch this. Then they will go out and look at the corpses of those who have rebelled against me, God says. The worms that eat them will not die. And the fire that burns them will not go out. All of humanity will be disgusted by them. Worms. In Isaiah, the Bible says worms will eat the wicked in hell, along with the fires. Worms, maggots. It's gross, ain't it? Maggots. We're approaching, well, we're in spring, we're approaching summer. Well, you know, there'll be birds that are killed and maggots will eat them. The same type of worms that eat those birds, dead birds and squirrels, and they'll be eating the, the, the bodies of the wicked in hell. But now if the worms or since the worms will eat them forever, 
what they eat will immediately be replaced. They, they can't eat your arm up because your arm's got to last forever. <laughs> the worms will be eating on your head. Not, not, I'm sorry, not you. Tell somebody, it ain't going to be me. <laughs> Maggots and grubs feasting on dead bodies, continually eating the flesh of the wicked. I'm not, I'm, you're not wicked. Nobody in here, not wicked. Show clip number two. Think about this person. Indescript. They still have a body, but they're not recognizable. The fire is devouring the flesh, but not so much that they're no longer in existence. Maggots eating the flesh to the, to the point where you can't really tell who it is, but they're still flesh on the body. And this torment will last forever and ever. Again, if we were in Disney, I'd turn the heat up in your seats so you could feel the heat. I would have hot air blown on the back of your neck. <laughs> See, y'all ain't laughing. It's good. Because this is not a laughing matter. Hell is nothing to play with. The soul the soul, our consciousness, again, the mind, the will, and the emotion, our consciousness and our awareness will still be there. The person, the wicked who are in hell will still be conscious of their, their present condition and conscious of how they got there. They're going to be aware that they're, no, you know, they're not going to lose their consciousness. They're not going to be in some dream state. No, they're going to be totally aware they're in hell. They're going to be totally aware of how they got there forever. Can you imagine? Listen, some folk get mad because they burnt the toast. Some folk get mad because they had a bad dinner and they invited their very special family over and they cooked the worst dinner ever and they still aren't over it. But can you imagine how you'll never get over of being in hell because of your own decisions? If you go to hell, it's because you decided to go to hell rather than be with God. It will be no one's fault but your own. If you go to hell, because of the constant pain and torment, physically, mentally, emotionally, and in ways we can't even imagine, and we never will, people that go to hell will have no rest. You can't take a nap when you're on fire. You can't catch a Z when worms are eating you constantly. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let's, let's do this. Yeah, leave, leave, leave that one up there. Let me, let me add to, to, to this <laughs> image. Let me increase your psychological uh, embracing of this message. Let me excite you more and challenge you more and hopefully cause you to never want to go to this place. So let me add another dimension, another level to this visual. Let me add some potential sounds that you may hear well, not you because you ain't going, but potential sounds 
If you don't act right, <laughs> you don't stay right. Like the old saints used to say, you don't live right. You don't want to hear that all forever and ever. You get it, don't you? You see the visual and some possible, and I imagine it'll be worse than what we're seeing and what we're hearing. We don't want to go to hell. Matthew 10, 24. Let me finish my message. Hmm. Jesus speaking again. He said, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor is the servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple that he be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If they have called you master of the house, uh, if they have called your master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his household? Verse 26. Therefore, do not fear them. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and anything hidden that will not be made known. Verse 27, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. You speak it in the light. And whatever you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. Jesus said, whatever I tell you privately, you speak it out publicly. He says, whatever I revealed to you that was hidden, you make it known to everybody. So then the question then I have is, are you a secret agent Christian? Do, does, does people know, do people know you're saved? Do you, do you speak out against unrighteousness? Do you, do you let people know what Jesus is saying or do you keep it to yourself? Verse 28, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul but rather fear him. Again, I am reading it again. Yes, fear him who has the ability to destroy both the soul and the body in hell. Jesus said, look, if they call me Beelzebub, the Lord of the flies, the God of the dung, what do you think they're going to say about you? Think about that for a minute. We need to think about that. We're living in the last of the last days and maybe the last of the last of the last days and Jesus said they call me the Lord of flies they call me the God of the dung heap doo doo God Jesus said if they would say that about me what do you think they're saying about you this is why Jesus says so don't be afraid to speak up because they're talking about you anyway don't be afraid to tell people you're a Christian and that they need to know Jesus. And don't be afraid to speak the truth in love because they're talking about you anyway. And then Jesus goes on to tell us the most important part of this. He tells us, don't be afraid of these people. I'm concerned today because it, it, it seems to me there are so many fearful Christians. So many fearful Christians 
that are afraid to tell people how they really think, or how they really feel and what they really think about world events. Because I just don't want no trouble. You know, I'm just trying to make it through life. I'm sorry. You don't understand. It don't work like that for us. It's true. Jesus said, don't be afraid of what they will do to you. So that already then automatically tells us that we're going to be killed. See, this makes people nervous. Because we'd rather be blessed in the name of Jesus than rather than be tortured, murdered, martyred, and killed. But this is exactly what is going to happen. It's been happening in certain parts of the world, and it's closing in on the Western world. So we need to hear these things from over the pulpit as we read them. So what? So we're not afraid. You've heard me say this time and time again. I know it makes people uncomfortable. But the last people on the planet that should be afraid to die is saints. The last, hear my heart. When you, when we, when you and I grow in knowledge and grace to the point that we're not afraid to die, now you're really living for Christ. You're not really living for Christ until you're ready to die for him. You're not. Jesus says, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. Open your mouth and speak what you've been reading, what you've been hearing preached, what God has been saying to you. Open your mouth and say it. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, my brothers and my sisters. You're sitting in the wrong seat. Again, Jesus said, don't fear those who can kill the body, but fear God who can kill the body and the soul and put them in hell. Number three, please. Clip number three. This, 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 this poor soul in my spiritual imagination, they just, they just got to hell because you can still see their eyeballs. They ain't been burned out yet. The maggots haven't eaten too much of them. You can still make out that somebody might even know who that is if that's someone's relative. So they just got there. They're not as burnt and charred as the last image we saw. This person, but they're in torment. And they're looking up and they're wondering, how did I get here? What, 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 what? My God, I never thought. My pastor didn't tell me hell was real. I didn't go to church. Now their body and their soul is in hell and it's a horrible, unthinkable pain. Hell is real. Hell is hot. Hell is horrible. Hell is painful. Hell ain't for you. 
Hell was created, the Bible says, for the devil and his angels. It wasn't, you, you weren't, humans aren't supposed to go to hell. Why crash that party? A few more questions. Are we afraid of the wrong thing? See, you, you can't be afraid of something you've never been introduced to. That's why we're introducing you to hell, visually, as well as audibly. We're trying to get you a good, God-fearing image of hell so you don't ever go there. Because you can't be afraid of something you've never experienced, you've never known and never heard about. You cannot be afraid of it. And really, truthfully, my brothers and my sisters, with love and grace, any church and pastor that don't talk about hell is doing you a disservice. So are we afraid of the wrong thing? Because if you're not afraid of hell, you're afraid, you're afraid of the world. You're afraid of variant number. Hmm. Are we afraid of people, places, and things when we should be afraid of God? See, as we, if you believe the Bible, the Bible clearly says only God can destroy both our bodies and soul in hell. I ain't afraid of nobody like I'm afraid of God. Because you ain't got a hell to put me in. That's what we used to say growing up. You ain't got a hell to put me in. So I'm afraid of God. I'm afraid of disobeying him. I'm afraid of living a disobedient, rebellious life. I'm afraid of being unsaved. I'm afraid of turning my back on Jesus and sitting in the seat of the, uh, of the scornful. I'm afraid of saying, see, if God was God, all this stuff wouldn't happen and I wouldn't be going. I'm, I'm afraid to talk like that because there's a real hell. Uh, Here's another question. Who has the power to create an eternal state? Only Jehovah God. Only God has the power to create an eternal state and put anybody in it. Are you kidding me? See, see, please, I, I pray you understand with your head and your heart. When I was, when I was a kid, when I was growing up at some point, I forget when it was, they had this, this program called Scared Straight. Anybody remember Scared Straight? They would take kids, teenagers, through jails and prisons to show them how bad it was so they never want to go there. And, 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 and I'm sure it worked on a lot of people because people can, in Hollywood and movies can romanticize prison And make it so it ain't no big deal. You know, the hard guy, I can do time. Some of y'all wish you'd never said that. See, well, if, if man can scare us straight, then let God scare you straight. Let God scare you righteous. Let God scare you holy. Let God scare you everlastingly in love with him. Let God Put the fear of God in you so that you never forget hell is very real and you will go there if you don't live right. Hebrews 10.31. Hebrews 10.31. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. 
It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You don't want to fall into the judgment hand. You don't want to fall into the hands of an angry God. You don't want to live your life where you make God angry every day. Where this is the only place left for you to go is hell. It's a dreadful, terrifying thing to fall into the hands of God. I know you've been taught God is a good God. Yes, he is. He is good. You've been taught God's grace. is Yeah, it is. It is. But grace has a period that it comes to an end. I mean, it's all around you. If you don't pay your car note after the grace period, they're going to come jack it up and take it away. Every grace period comes to an end. Even God's dispensation and period of grace will come to an end. And if you find yourself on the wrong side of God's grace, you're going to hell. Psalm 90, verse 11. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Who knows how powerful God's anger is? Anybody you know? No, nobody knows. We're talking about God who is omnipotent, all-powerful. So you don't want to make God who has all the power in the universe and any other, everywhere, you don't want to make him mad. You don't want to make him angry at you. Who knows the power of your anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. The pain suffering and terrors of this life cannot compare to the miseries that await the wicked in hell. I know people like say, man, we living in hell now. No, it may be hell, lish, but it ain't hell. Oh, I would never, never speak light of your condition. I don't know you. I don't know who's watching and who will watch, but I do know this. Whatever you're going through now does not compare to what it's like in hell. It does not. And don't let Hollywood or anybody make you think that. Isaiah 33, 14. The sinners in Zion are terrified. Oh, God. This is in the Bible. The sinners in Zion are terrified. Trembling seizes the ungodly. Can any of us live through a fire that destroys can any of us live through a fire that burns forever? Hebrews, Hebrews 12, 29 says, our God is a consuming fire. Hmm. The only thing that doesn't hurt fire is fire. Fire added to fire increases the fire in both. So if you're not on fire for God and you get in his presence, he'll burn you up. But if you're already on fire, then when you get in God's fire with God, you get bigger. Revelation 20, 10, verse 10, uh, we'll skip a few verses and get down to 14, 15. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone 
where the beast and the false prophet are. The beast and false prophet go in first, and then the devil go in after him or them. And it says, and shall be tormented day and night forever. Isn't that interesting? Tormented day and night. So it appears that there will be some awareness of time, so you're aware of how long you've been there. I wonder how, not you, I wonder how far a person can count and remember it in their head while they're in hell burning. And this is day 1,600. Oh, this is day 116,004. How many days and nights can you remember? Because, you know, that's what they do. You know, you see it on TV. They, they, they route on the wall how many years they done time. Will you even want to know? Probably not, but I, I, I believe you'll know that that's part of your torment. You've been here 17,000 years, and it ain't nothing. Tormented in your mind, in your emotions, in your body. Tormented in every possible imaginable way. I wouldn't be surprised, and the Bible doesn't say this, but I wouldn't be surprised if you get a chance to see me chilling in heaven. They go that Logan, I should have listened to him. Because <laughs> I'm going to be having a good time. I ain't going to be thinking about nothing about your burning up butt. I'm just telling you straight up. I pastored you for 20 I'm not going to be worried about you now. You should have heard me. Verse 14. And death and hell uh -oh, are cast into the lake of fire. So now, folks, it's in hell for to go into the lake of fire, which is Gehenna, that burns forever and ever. The Bible calls this the second death. And then verse 15 says, Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Do you know where your name is written? When it comes to God and his kingdom, or are you more, more informed that your name is written that you can get in this club or this party or this restaurant? I got a reservation. Mm -hmm. Stand on your feet, please. Put number three up, please. Or number two, number two, number two. No, I'm messing with you now. No, put up, go back to the beginning. Number one, put number one up. I'm sorry. We, we're going to close this out. I think this is probably the last message. Put number one. Thank you. Number one. That's it right there. That's an innumerable number of people. How many people you imagine going to go to hell? If I was you, I said, minus one, that's me. I don't know who all those people are, but I'm not going. My brothers and sisters, if you were afraid enough of a virus to get vaccinated so you wouldn't feel the pain and agony in, in the hospital, I'm not, I'm not blaming you, I'm not hating on you. It's probably the best thing you should have done. If you were worried about 
getting coronavirus and any of its variants to the degree that you got vaccinated because you didn't want to die. You didn't want to be in the hospital on a ventilator. You didn't want to be in pain. There's nothing wrong with that. The only problem there'll be with that is if you are not terrified enough to go to hell and you don't want to get protection from hell by giving your life to Christ, then you're afraid of the wrong thing or you have the wrong level of fear for the wrong things. Bow your heads, please. And this is everyone watching. If you got vaccinated, great, good for you. It was a level of protection that probably, we pray, kept you from pain and death. Well, today, tonight, right here, I'm offering you protection, the only protection that keeps you from going to hell where you will experience pain beyond your understanding, torment beyond your ability to understand, pain, torment, anguish forever and ever. And the only way to escape hell is by putting your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. There are no other remedies. So today... Choose you this day who you will serve. Today, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life so you and your seed can live. If you were scared of corona, you should be terrified of hell. If you're worried about dying, you should be overly way more concerned about dying and living in hell for the rest of your life. Let's put this into perspective. The world is not going to concern itself with hell. The world is concerned with right now. God is concerned with your right now and your forever. And that's why I'm teaching on have taught this message on hell. And obviously, I could teach on hell until Jesus come. Is that much, there's that much written about it. But you allow the Lord to help you. You allow the Lord to lead you into a deeper understanding of hell. Because again, hear this and hear this well. If you don't believe in hell, you shouldn't believe in heaven either because the same creator that created hell created heaven. So give Jesus your life. Give your life to Jesus. Live your life for Jesus. Live for him with the help of his spirit so that you don't find yourself Waking up in hell, mad at yourself for the rest of your ever-burning life. Bow your heads, Father, in Jesus' name. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward, and ministry must move forward. 
You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.